Now to a world premiere musical event that's happening in Parramatta this weekend. It's a new one-woman autobiographical opera. The star of the show is Yasmin Arkenstall, a opera singer who grew up in Sydney's western suburbs and is a graduate of the classical voice program at the Sydney Conservatorium of Music. You might have seen Yasmin in one of her numerous TV performances or even as the unconventional warm-up for a Sydney show of English comedian Bill Bailey's En Route to Normal Tour in 2022. The new opera is called OC Diva and it's a musical journey through Yasmin's life and living with OCD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Here's a little excerpt from one of the songs about Yasmin's childhood. Yasmin has co-written the libretto with the music composed by another young woman at the cutting edge of classical music in Australia, award-winning composer, mezzo-soprano, sound artist and academic Eve Klein. But the OC diva herself joins us now on RN, Yasmin Arkenstall. Welcome. Hi, how are you going? Very well. It's great to be speaking with you. We've heard you singing about your childhood there. Could you tell us a little bit more uh, about that? Where did you grow up and how did your path to being a classically trained opera singer begin? So I started developing symptoms of OCD when I was about four years old. I would be crying in the sandpit at preschool because I would get intrusive thoughts about my parents dying in a car crash. Um, just repeatedly. So my parents actually thought maybe we should take her out of preschool because she's not coping and put her into music classes and dancing. And so that's kind of where my musical journey began as a way to um, alleviate the symptoms of OCD and anxiety. And it, it did really help at the time. I was able to refocus away from those intrusive thoughts whenever the music would come on. That's really interesting. So was your OCD diagnosed early in your life? No, um, I went undiagnosed till I was 21. A lot of my OCD is pure obsessional, meaning that a lot of it happens in my mind. I don't have a lot of outward compulsions that people would notice as the classic OCD symptoms, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, perhaps we could go a little bit further into that. Could you remind us what obsessive compulsive disorder is and what it's like for you specifically because in some ways it's different from what we might think of and what that's meant for how you lived your life I suppose as a young person as and as an emerging performer. So obsessive compulsive disorder is where you get a bunch of uh, really intrusive disturbing thoughts. It can be about anything and it's, it tends to be different for every sufferer depending on the sufferer's worst fears and what they value most in life. So in response to those repetitive intrusive thoughts, sufferers feel the urge in their body typically to do safety behaviours. So that can be rituals and it could be several things. I mean, it could be tapping. 
certain surfaces uh, to make sure other people don't die, or it could be problem solving um, nonstop in your mind uh, and lots of rumination. Um, so sometimes it is an outward compulsion and other times it's all happening mentally and you're trying to just figure out the obsession, but you're stuck in it all day and it's extremely exhausting. And a lot of people say, well, why don't you just stop the rituals? And the thing is, is that it's a lot easier said than done. It feels like a really intense urge that, you know, your brain is commanding you to do this thing. Otherwise, something really bad is going to happen. Mm. And you mentioned, Yasmin, that in some ways, some of the external symptoms of this were being recognised in you from very early on, but it still wasn't identified as OCD. What did you and your family and your medical advisors think was going on and how was it treated in those early years and, and what changed when it was actually properly diagnosed as OCD? Yeah, um, so whenever I would see a psychologist, I would be diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder, which is a, a different disorder to OCD. I mean, they're still both anxiety disorders, but OCD, usually you're stuck in it for, you know, several hours a day at times, and it's more ritualistic in terms of thinking behaviours uh, and patterns than generalised anxiety disorder. Also, generalised anxiety disorder is usually around fears that society would, would view as, oh, that's, you know, a valid fear. Whereas OCD, usually the content is more illogical and a bit mm. absurd. Mm. So that's mm. the key difference. Did the fact that you didn't get your OCD diagnosis until the age of 21 mean that you weren't getting the right treatments, whether they be medical or psychological, that you really needed at an earlier stage? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, growing up, I was taught a lot of the standard CBT models, which is really important in any anxiety disorder. But uh, OCD also needs therapies called exposure response prevention, where um, you have to expose yourself to that fear in a gradual way. So I was given an exposure hierarchy where I would have to kind of face my fear little bit by little bit without doing the rituals. And that is the golden standard therapy for OCD and also acceptance commitment therapy as well of, you know, um, just embracing the thoughts, even if they don't align with our values and they're disturbing to us, just allowing it to simply be a thought um, and even treat it with some humour at times. Uh, so, yeah, definitely um, learning those therapies has helped with time. How do you treat your OCD with humour, Yasmin? So say I'll get an intrusive thought that, you know, your throat's going to close up and you're going to embarrass yourself in front of everybody when you're on stage. That would be something that I'd usually find quite confronting in a performance mm. situation. And the way that I would usually respond these days is, yeah, maybe I will. Who knows? Let's see it happen. That'd be great. <laughs> so you just kind of, you know, egg it on and you just make fun of it, really, kind of like it's a bully. On RN, we're speaking with Yasmin Arkenstall, who is the one woman at the centre of the one woman autobiographical opera, OC Diva. And Yasmin, you mentioned that in the early years, 
participating in music was sort of a way out of some of the intrusive thoughts that you were having. It sounds like from what you've said, though, that's not always the case, is it? Not always, no. I think I, as I got more serious about it, as I got older, I started getting quite a lot of intrusive thoughts before performing and even during my performances as well. There's a note on the booking page for OC Diva that says that the show is, quote, technology enabled to allow the artist full control of each performance. Not all shows include all songs and each show is different. Could you tell us how that works? Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm having a particularly bad day, I can leave out certain songs that um, might be a a little bit more triggering to perform. Um, Or if I'm quite tired, then it gives me space to um, skip that particular aria or song. um, And I can go on to the next one. Because the show is quite personal. There are lots of anecdotes and, and real life experiences that have happened to me and so on some days that might be a little bit more confronting for me to perform. Yes and given that it's autobiographical you you actually do creatively address the fact that the OCD can play out while you're performing. Let's have a, a little listen to another part of the show a piece called Swallowing. You swallowed in the wrong way and time. Yeah, so there's a really rich musical texture there. That's part of swallowing. Could you tell us about that piece, both musically and the experiences it's describing? Yeah, absolutely. So that thing came on first when I was about 12 years old and I remember it pretty vividly before going up to perform on stage. And I still deal with this uh, same theme when I do perform. But basically it's it's around the intrusive thoughts that I tend to get about what if my throat closes up on stage and I choke or gag in front of people and I humiliate myself and all the intrusive thoughts that kind of accompany that. And in the track it's looping over and over to, to show the OCD. And so I wanted to be kind of really authentic with that in terms of what intrusive thoughts pop up during that um, somatic OCD experience. And the, Sorry about my the, dog barking in the background. Totally fine, totally fine. And in the excerpt that we heard just there, there's also a male voice repeating a bit of a message to you. What's that voice, Yasmin? That's actually um, a loop track that my therapist gave me as homework to work on uh, exposure therapy to help desensitise from those particular fears. So he's basically reading out my intrusive thoughts. And this original track that he sent to me went for about 15 minutes (laughs) of him just uh, repeating my intrusive thoughts back to me. And I would listen to that as a way of, you know, the exposure therapy homework and the habituation model that's used Uh, in OCD. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, so it's not your therapist telling you those things. It's your therapist giving you an insight into the thoughts that are occurring to you. Yes, yes. And by listening to that, uh, and a lot of OCD sufferers uh, also have loop tapes from their therapist that they listen to. They just walk around and listen to their worst thoughts on repeat mm. <laughs> as a way to kind of desensitize over time. That's really interesting. And I suppose from the perspective of OCD, probably more effective to use a loop track than to uh, bring your therapist up on stage every night as well. Yeah, I actually find it kind of cathartic in a weird way um, to um, uh, stage it as well with the choreography and just listening to those thoughts. It's quite interesting to hear that play out on stage. Well, you mentioned choreography and we're speaking with Yasmin Arkenstall, who is the uh, the woman behind the one-woman autobiographical opera OC Diva. And the blurb for OC Diva, Yasmin, describes you as an opera singer and a TikTok dancer. And that's <laughs> clearly something that you cover in the show too. Let's hear another part from the show. I'm which really gives us a sense of uh, the range of musical styles that you're clearly comfortable with in the show. Yasmin, tell us a little bit about the TikTok side of things for you. Yeah, I mean, that was something that I just picked up for a bit of fun during the pandemic because we were all isolating and um, I'd heard about this fun app where you do dances and things and I hadn't danced since I was uh, a teenager, so I thought it'd be fun to get back into it and learn a dance every day just, you know, to help my mental health and refocus away from the OCD. And it really has helped pretty significantly. So I thought it'd be a bit of comedic relief during the show to just (laughs) randomly break out into a TikTok dance amidst a bunch of opera. Um, So, yeah, we created a song um, on on the day and just vibed it and it – it came out quite funny, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I gather from your TikTok profile that dancing is still a part of your pretty regular routine. Yes, yes, I still try and get out there in the sunshine every day um, and, and do a bit of a, you know, just a, like an easy routine. I'm not a professional dancer or anything. I just find it really fun and it does really help because I'm always feeling a lot better after I go and do one. Yasmin, what are the plans for OC Diva from here and for your singing and performing career more broadly? Yeah, so um, OC Diva is going to tour New South Wales and regional areas throughout the rest of this year. So on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we've got shows at the Arts and Cultural Exchange in Parramatta. And uh, then we'll be heading to Wagga Wagga on the 26th of August. And then Lawson Mechanics Institute on the 29th of September and Blackheath Community Centre on September the 30th. It's a pretty portable, flexible show, which means that we can travel around and stage it um, hopefully wherever we can. Fantastic. Obviously, as a show, OC Diva is designed from the ground up to work for you as a performer who also lives with OCD. Does your OCD impose constraints on the way that you can participate in, say, more traditional opera productions and things like that? Yeah, for sure, I'd say, because I think more traditional opera productions 
it's hard to have intrusive thoughts that are pretty constant while singing mm. in a traditional opera production because it sounds exhausting. Know, even, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think that's why our team um, has been passionate about creating something like this because it's quite flexible and it leaves, you know, it leaves it, it all open to have a few little mishaps or imperfections. It's we wanted to make it, uh, I guess, less rigid and perfectionistic sort of driven than mm. a traditional opera or classical performance because it is kind of looked upon in the opera world as it's all about the beauty of the sound and getting through a phrase with just immense beauty and perfection and, you know, not breathing in uh, certain parts. So it's more challenging, I suppose, for someone like me who's bombarded with thoughts all the time to perform with that level of perfection, I guess one mm. could say. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and that's why OC Diva is the perfect vehicle for you. Could you just give us a bit of a sense of what the history of the project's been? How did the idea come about and what's happened since then? So Sarah Penneketh-Smith, our musical director, uh, approached me after an audition that I did for her. Uh, she asked me uh, if I could do a one-woman show uh, around OCD and my experience as a performer living with OCD, just as someone who had been recently diagnosed at the time. And um, I said yes, and this was back in 2019. And then Sarah asked Eve Klein if she would be interested in getting on board, and uh, she was. So we went for the Australia Council for the Arts grant, and Eve was commissioned to compose music for our show. And so that kind of was the start of everything. We were like, oh, this is really real. It's going to happen. From then on, we just kept rehearsing it. And this was all throughout the pandemic too. So it's it's been in the works for a while. It was probably meant to premiere last year or even the year before, but um, we had a lot of stop starts. Then we engaged a choreographer, Yana Castillo, who's a really amazing contemporary dancer, and uh, Olivia Watkins, who has done some beautiful um, graphic design for the show as well. And Melanie Penneker-Smith has produced the show. It's an all-female creative team. It sounds fantastic. And I think it's fair to say that the odd stop and start in the arts industry over the last few years is not exactly atypical, Yasmin. So we're very glad yeah. to hear that uh, OC Diva has come together and that's now alive on stage and touring around the regions as well. It's been a great pleasure speaking with you, Yasmin. Thanks so much for joining us on RN. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you too. That's Yasmin Arkenstall, who is the OC Diva, and OC Diva has premiered in Parramatta this weekend and is performing regionally in the coming months. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.